The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello, everyone, and welcome back for another episode of the QB Factory Reboot brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. We are recording on Tuesday, September 28th, and today's episode is going to be interesting. We have a lot to discuss. The Eagles lost to the Dallas Cowboys last night, a really ugly, brutal blowout week three loss in Dallas, and... um, Yeah, we're just going to get into it. We're going to talk about what we saw from Jalen Hurts, not his best performance. We're going to talk about what we saw from Dak Prescott. And we're also going to preview what to expect as we prepare to move and transition into the week four game against the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes on uh, Sunday, October 3rd at 1 p.m. So don't forget to rate. Don't forget to review. Leave a review. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on all of our social media platforms. And I am your host, Rachel Prevet, and I'm joined by the one and only co-host, the the awesome co-host, the the greatest co-host ever in the QB expert, Mark Schofield. Hello, Mark. How are you? How are you, Rachel? I'm hanging in there. You're hanging in there? See, see what I'm doing right now, I've got my little pumpkin pie Yankee candle. <laughs> nice. I'm going to light that for a little uh, mood. Try to light, light the mood. If, I could, if I could get the lighter to work here. <laughs> Can't get the lighter to work, so we're not going to do that because you don't want me to let myself on fire. Yeah. Um, no accidents. The, the Eagles played a game of football last night. They played. They, they, they suited up. They took the field. <laughs> Seriously, what, were, what was your main takeaway from that game? I was – I think this was definitely a all-around, all like, team loss. I don't feel like there was like, oh, this is all on Hurts or this is all on the defense. I feel all or all on the play calling. I felt like it was a well-rounded loss, which is pretty sad. But the biggest takeaway I had specifically was on Jalen Hurts and it was on his accuracy because um, he was just off. You could just tell like him and uh, Devontae Smith were not in sync. Like the timing was off and he was underthrowing a lot of his throws. Some of them were like overthrown. He was just off. You could tell he was a little rattled or maybe he was nervous. He just didn't look like he looked in the week one and week two performances. So yeah. How about you? Yeah. Um, I, I think you nailed it. Like this was kind of a, a team loss. It's not a situation. Look, Jalen Hurts played bad, but it wasn't all his fault. Nick Sirianni, I have a lot of questions about that game plan and the play calling. 
Yeah. It wasn't just his fault either. And, you know, we usually do our our sort of references, right? Mm -hmm. Movies, music, whatever. I'm going to go with a TV show from Adventure Time. And this was something that, to tell you how my weekend has been, was sent to me from a listener to my Patriot show over at Pat's Pulpit. Um, around 3.13 Sunday afternoon. This was from my, my good gentle listener, John Lamaracus. It's from the show Adventure Time. And this is a cut up of every time Lemon Grab says a single word. And I'm going to try to play it here. Maybe I can't play it. It's not working right now. But the phrase is unacceptable. Unacceptable. That, that's what this kind of game was. I mean, both for the Patriots, unfortunately for me, both for the Eagles on Sunday Night Football. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. I, I finally got technology. I can't get a lighter to work ratio. Yeah. I couldn't get my phone to work. My goodness. I'm like the guy. I'm like the people, those progressive commercials. Yes. When you try to get people to like stop turning into their parents. Yes. Like the fact I that I'm that starting to, I, I love those commercials. They're yeah. fantastic. But am I becoming those parents? Like, Isn't am I going to be at a mall? Maybe is that, you know, based off of the lost last Maybe, time. but I'm going to be at the mall holding up a button-down shirt saying, I already have 10 of these, but I'll buy yes. them. I mean, it's fine. Um, no, this this was uh, it was an unacceptable performance all around. And you mentioned the ball place, but I think a good place to start, the two interceptions, okay? Mm -hmm. And I actually wrote last night at USA Today that the two interceptions are kind of a good window into the growth and learning and development that, that hurts still has to go through and the balance and act that goes into playing this position in the NFL and college and high school on Thanksgiving with your friends, like the first interception. Okay. He's trying to throw that vertical route to Jalen Rager on the right sideline. Mm -hmm. And I understand what he tries to do because he's got a little like slant fade concept to the left. He knows there's a post safety in the middle of the field. He's trying to freeze him in the middle of the field so he can't make a play on Regor. And what you typically might do as a quarterback is you stare right at that safety, right? You're staring at that safety, but you can still see in your peripheral vision Regor's route. So you kind of have a feel of when you turn to throw where he's going to be. Mm -hmm. Hertz tries to get too cute. It's like we talked about last week, being too cute. Because he opens all the way to his left thinking yep. that's really going to hold him. And then flashes back and throws, and it's horribly underthrown. Like you said, a lot of his mm -hmm. throws, exactly right, were underthrown. Our good friend Ben Solak pointed it out in the moment. He, It's hard to go there and then come all the way here and make a throw with precision, and he underthrows it. Mm -hmm. So then the Smith interception, the one to Devonta Smith, the pick six to Trayvon Diggs, mm -hmm. what does he do on that play? He stares at it the entire time. Like, and I understand it's a three-step draw quick game, but Diggs is just reading his eyes. And once he sees A, Hertz is staring at it, and B, once that ball separates, corners are covered. You see the hands separate. Left hand comes off the ball if you're a right-handed quarterback. You drive on the row. Mm -hmm. And that didn't help that Smith fell. Nope. <laughs> but I think even if Smith doesn't fall, which mm -hmm. he did, if he doesn't, at best he breaks it up. Like, I don't think he's – making the catch there because the pass was also in, in like left inside. Like he yeah. missed it. He threw it behind him. And so there was a frustrating game from Hertz's perspective. It was a frustrating game from Sirianni's perspective. I mean, you're watching it and you're like, man, they're not running the football, man. It was Miles Sanders, man. Mm -hmm. This is a beat up defensive front for Dallas. Mm -hmm. Like, and then Sanders comes in rips off a 26 yard run and you're like, Oh boy, here we We've go. Been waiting gonna... for this. Right. And then, and then they just start throwing the ball again. Like right. I, 
I, Nick Sirianni, look at Matt Nagy, what he did Sunday, to look at Matt, Matt Nagy do with Justin Fields and then say, you know what, we're going to try something similar? Mm, I didn't like that. So, unacceptable. Overall, it was just unacceptable. And like I said, I think Jalen Hurts just had a bad day. It was a bad performance. He completed 25 of 39 for 326 yards, two touchdowns, but he also had two interceptions while running for 35 yards on nine carries. And a, a point that I did see, it says Jalen Hurts has six interceptions in his seven career starts. Four of his six interceptions were in Dallas. So clearly it's something about that. Do you think it was part of just the fact that it's such a big game? It's a Monday night football game. It's a rivalry game. Like I was just so confused. Why did he look so uncomfortable? Why did he look like a rookie in this game out of all games? Or was it the the defense and was it the offensive line that was banged up? You know, they just, the offense just really failed to establish a rhythm like the entire game. Yeah, and, and it's I love that you said rhythm there because what did Nick Sirianni say to Lisa Salters at halftime? We need to establish some sort of rhythm. Well, one way you do that, you run the ball a little bit, mm-hmm. you give your quarterback some like you know design throws, some quick game stuff. And I guess look, they tried that. You know, they had this sort of mesh crosser concept that he had Goddard on for the first play uh, of the second half, and then he missed him on the second one. Then you have the, the interception a little bit later. So I guess maybe Sirianni was trying to do that. But if your guys need to get into a rhythm, you need to do some things to help them get in that rhythm. And I don't think Sirianni did a good enough job of that. Mm-hmm. And then maybe when he tried some things, Hertz didn't do a good enough job of sort of executing those designs. I think the offensive line, like you said, they're banged up. Were they great? No. Were they bad? I wouldn't say they were bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I saw a lot worse offensive line play on Sunday than I did Monday night. I wonder, and I, I want to get your thoughts on this. Sirianni really built up this game, didn't he? Yeah, like he, like the shirt, the beat and, Dallas shirt, yeah. which you know now that's horribly backfired on social media. Yeah. yeah, the rivalry game aspect where he like played up the rivalry to the team, and he showed players like clips of their own rivalry games from college and stuff. Mm-hmm. You have to know your locker room, and, and maybe this is part of the process of a new head coach feeling that out. But seeing what we saw from Hertz, did was that the right approach? Because it looked to me like Hertz was a little bit maybe the bright lights shine too bright on Monday night football with all of that going into it. I don't know. Again, for the second week in a row, we're playing like armchair psychologist here, Yeah, but it seemed like maybe Sirianni didn't approach this game the right way. No, the play calling was definitely off. And another thing that I noted is last week we talked about how there was a lack of the tight ends. We didn't really see the tight ends this week. You already touched on it. The lack of utilizing our running backs what what like why can't we have a well-balanced offense in this game the Eagles running backs finished with only three carries Miles Sanders had two carries and Kenny Gainwell had one carry and that was like in the third quarter I think right. it was late in the game so if we saw like the the one play that Miles Sanders had that was really explosive I think it had maybe like 25 yards or yeah. so why don't you continue to utilize that? So this does fall on Nick Sirianni. A large percent of it does fall on him in the play calling aspect of the game. Where is the well-balanced offense? Why can't you utilize Hertz and the run game and, and you know, lean on the wide receiver, wide receivers and the tight ends as well? I don't understand. Yeah, I don't I mean, get it either. I mean, did the, the, the somewhat successful first drive, throw him off in a way because you come out 
pass, pass, pass on the first drive. You get the play to Goddard on the sort of RPO look, 38 yards. Mm -hmm. So you get a completion to Quez for five. Then you throw it again, and it gets intercepted. But you might be thinking at that point, look, we can throw the ball on these guys. Maybe that's the thought process. I don't know. So what do they do the next drive? Three passes, an incompletion, a short completion, an incompletion, and a punt. I, I think at that point you have to say maybe we do something differently. And to their credit, the next drive, they started with that Sanders run for like 25 yards. Yeah. But then, you know, a scramble, an inside handoff, an incompletion, and a punt at the plus 46. Like, I, I, I think that first drive maybe said to Sirianni, we could throw the ball a little bit more on these guys. Maybe he learned the wrong lesson from that. But at what at what point does it click for you? That happened so freaking early in the game, like yeah. so early. At what point does it click and you like make those adjustments? They never, they never yeah. leaned on the running game. No, they never did, and it makes you wonder. Look, a lot of these plays are scripted going into the game. If they just thought, look, we're going to throw the ball on these guys, which is a separate question because that's a banged up defensive front. Like we've talked mm -hmm. about, they're mm -hmm. so banged up. They take Micah Parsons an off ball linebacker and play him at edge, like run the ball at them. Like yeah. if it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. Then you can go to this pass heavy game plan. Try that. Like, especially with a young quarterback that's mm -hmm. still essentially a rookie is what a seventh start yeah. in that environment. Maybe try it. And, and, and I know it sounds like, look, this is a, a modern game. Pass it is king. I, I know, you know, my buddies of PFF are going to get mad at me. <laughs> Sometimes you need to run the football. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm and this would have been the time to also, and I tweeted this out, Diggs was giving the Eagles problems yep. the entire game. He low-key, like, shut down Devontae Smith. Like he disrupted the, the chemistry, the vibe between Smith and Hertz. So yeah. we also saw that and we know how talented he is. Like, isn't that more of a reason to run yeah. the ball? Uh, yeah, <laughs> and I saw you I saw you said that during the game, and it was exactly right. And you gotta think. This is the first time Trayvon Diggs has had to cover Devonta Smith. I mean, this dates back to the practice fields of Tuscaloosa. Like, yeah. And that's something you might want to think about constructing a game plan. Like, look, if we see Diggs on Smith, there's going to be some familiarity there. Like, Smith might do some things, and Diggs is like, yeah, I saw this three years ago on the practice field. Like, I'm ready for this route. I'm right. ready for that move. You might want to do some different things yes. on the football. Get the running backs involved in the passing game. Get the tight ends involved in the passing game. And maybe they tried to do that. But we also know, look, Hertz clearly has an appreciation and a relationship with Smith. Like, if it's third yeah. and six, that's where his eyes are going. And you saw that on the pick six. And you would have thought, like, this is something that the Eagles would have prepared for prior, like, going into the game, knowing, like, the type of player that Diggs is and how he has a chip on his shoulder and, you know, going up against a former, you know, college teammate. Yeah. You would think, like, okay – how would they have got around this? But it felt like they didn't really prepare for that. Like I, yeah. I could call it that. Yeah. Like you knew that he was going to be. Pressing. You called it in the middle yeah. of the game. Like, the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, he, you wonder about the preparation. It's it's very frustrating, Rachel. You frustrating. just my my main sort of takeaway at this point is you wonder about the preparation leading into this game, the game plan, the thought process, how they handled it. Look. We talk a lot on the show about how this is a, there's a learning curve here with Jalen Hurts. There's a learning curve here for Nick Sirianni. Like he's a yeah. first time NFL head coach. Like he's a, certainly a smart offensive mind. Like he knows more about football than I ever will. And I look, there's no denying that. 
Mm-hmm. But he's also going to learn, okay, how to handle a team in a week like this, how to handle an NFC East game. You know this better than anybody. These are different games. Like these are like BLG has a blog in the boys avatar right now on his yes. Twitter profile yes. as a result of this. Like <laughs> these games matter a little bit more than your usual NFL contest. And so yeah. now maybe the next time he goes into an NFC East game, like he handles it a little bit differently. He prepares a little bit differently. Maybe that's the best thing to come out of this. He's going to learn a bit more as a head coach, as Hertz needs to learn a bit more as a NFL quarterback. I hope so. I hope that this is a learning lesson. And speaking of my song lyrics, Here we uh, go. it was kind of, you know, relevant to this. Um, I chose Bounce Back by Big Sean. And it says, when you stay that committed to it, you just fall down and never fall off. And this is a perfect example. Like, yes, the Eagles fell hard like really, really hard against the Cowboys, but you don't stay down. Like we know that there's the next few games in this stretch are going to be super, super tough, but we'll get on, on it when we get into the chiefs. Like how are you guys going to bounce back after this tough loss? That shows you a little bit about the team. I was impressed with Jalen hurts because he didn't give up. Yeah. Like he did fight the entire game. He made some big plays at the end that were definitely, I mean, they weren't really going to be a determining factor. Like he had a touchdown. No, he had the 41 yard pass to Quez Watkins. That was really nice. I think that was one of his best passes of the game because he was under pressure. And, but it just wasn't enough. He looked really, really poised. He looked really, really calm. Like that was the most relaxed and calm that I saw him the entire game because a lot of these other throws he was just off you could tell he was just forcing it forcing yeah. passes. um the timing was off he was too early like but that was probably like one of his better throws and that was uh I think just under 10 minutes in the third quarter so it was kind of like that wasn't it was a little too late and that he had the touchdown pass to Ertz also but kind of also too late so I did yeah, want to on some of the good that I saw from him but it would have been nice to see it a little bit earlier. And I wonder, you know, flipping between the the main broadcast and the Manning cast when they had Nick Saban on and Coach mm-hmm. Saban talked about, I don't understand why teams even huddle up at all. And as he was doing that, the Eagles were using tempo. They were getting to the line quickly because they were trailing. And Hurts seemed a bit more comfortable in that. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that's another lesson to take away from this. Like when you go tempo, when you play with speed, when you get to the line of scrimmage quickly – and frankly, give him more time. Like, mm-hmm. if you're getting to the line of scrimmage with 25 seconds still on the play clock, he's got more time to figure out what's happening. If you get into the line of scrimmage with, say, 15 or 10, mm-hmm. like he's got to like get up and go. He doesn't have enough time to figure out. Okay, these are my cues. This is what this is what Diggs is showing me. This is what the safety's curse is showing me. Maybe tempo might be something they want to consider doing more of, and yeah. that could be a t- another takeaway lesson too. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge? That takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. 
And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Lots and lots of takeaways. I, I did want to touch a little bit on Dak Prescott and what we saw from him. Of course, um, he completed 21 of 26 passes for 238 yards. He had three touchdowns and zero interceptions. And we, when we previewed, we talked about what we, we, we talked about, like, what are we going to expect to see from Ezekiel Elliott? We know that Dak leaned on his running game heavily, something that he yep. have done. He leaned on Zeke and Tony Pollard and uh, Dalton Schultz, tight end. Yep. So they looked good. <laughs> yeah, they looked they looked balanced. Dak yeah. looked for the most part comfortable, like he did have the strip sack, which was a touchdown. Yeah. You know, and, and that was look. Say what you want about the Eagles, like the defensive front until mm-hmm. they sort of got worn down by the end of the game. Fletcher Cox and company played extremely well. Yeah, and, and so that group played well. I, I think Dak made some impressive throws. The throw mm-hmm. that didn't count, the one to you know Cedric Wilson, where he had to like roll left, the one mm-hmm. that got reviewed. That was an incredible throw. Um, you know, I thought Dak played well, but it's the balance, right? The balance yeah. between how they use Elliott and Pollard, the balance yeah. in who they targeted the pass again, the balance between run and pass. And, and again, people, I know passing is king. Like you got to throw the ball, and, and I know that. But when you have that balance, you know, you don't even need to run the ball to be effectively to mm-hmm. then have the play action fakes work if the linebackers think they are going to run the football even if you're not running effectively that still draws them down creates windows kellen moore we've talked about his creativity as a play caller i thought he did a very good job and and so it's a nice little night of contrast if you're an eagles fan now of course look mike mccarthy clock management remains an issue you know i don't understand why he didn't burn that time out before yes (laughs) i I guess the idea was look if we call timeout they might go for it on fourth and five which okay okay you've baited them into going for it on fourth and five like you might get the ball at midfield Mm -hmm. you know um clock management aside i thought the cowboys did a pretty good job and their offense had 19 first downs in the first half alone in 27 total in the entire game so that i think we saw a lot of good from them, and I wish we some of the stuff that they did. I just wish the Eagles would have done, and balance yeah. was was one of the major keys. Yeah, I mean, you know, you you like to have some balance, whether it's 60 40, 65 35 in terms of you know, pass rod. You like to have some balance in the variety of concepts you're calling. Mm-hmm. Like for, for the Eagles, like there are clearly stuff that they like to run with Hertz that they keep mm-hmm. coming back to, and while I get it. You want to do that for a young quarterback. You need to show some different looks. You need to have that balance. You need to run the football more than like seven times a game or yes. times they ran it. The, the Cowboys gave a little like, look, okay, this is what you can do mm-hmm. to win a football game. Now the Eagles have to sort of take a step back, learn these lessons. And oh, by the way, learn it during an absolutely, as we've talked about, brutal stretch of games coming up. Yes. And another thing that really – hurt the Eagles was their penalties. And I was having a talk with uh, my friend Barry and he was pretty much telling me how one thing that Dak Prescott did really well was his hard counts enforcing the Eagles yep. to like false start. Yep. So Barry's brilliant. Let's get Barry on the show. 
you know, watch Aaron Rodgers on Sunday Night Football. I mean, even Russell Wilson's is doing it because not there are two things that you can do with your voice as a quarterback that are beneficial. One with the hard count, you might get them to jump off sides, and you might get a free play. And hey, you throw it up, you know, maybe you get a huge gain out of it. But the other thing you can do was with so many different blitz looks, with so many different spun safety looks, right? Where teams are sh- showing you one thing before the snap and then spinning into something different, whether it's a new defensive front, whether it's a blitz, whether it's a rotation in the secondary, you use that hard count, you might get them to show their hand. Mm-hmm. Like in, in week one, Russell Wilson used that hard count against Indianapolis and they showed exactly what they were going to adjust to when the play began. Mm-hmm. So he knew, okay, that's what they're going to do. Here's where I'm going to throw the football. And of course, snaps the football, that blitz look comes and he knows mm-hmm. where to go with it. We talk a lot on this show about getting information for the quarterback, right? Motion and formations and all. A cadence is another way to do that. You mm-hmm. use that hard count and I'm not going to do it because my voice will cut cousin <laughs> track style. And we don't want that. Um, but you might get them to show you, okay, this is the rotation we're going to do in the secondary, or this is the blitz we're going to do, or we're showing you blitz right now. You go hard count, everybody starts to drop. Okay, they're going to drop eight now. Mm-hmm. Either way, you've got yourself a bit more information. Now, every once in a while, the team might still fool you. But mm-hmm. more often than not, you might get more information out of doing that. So, Barry, brilliant point. Cadence, yeah. you got to use it better. Use your advantage for sure. And I guess yeah. that's something that you see more so with, like, the veteran players. Because, of course, we're not really seeing that from Hurts. Yeah. And, and, and some coaches, like, I, I think Matt Nagy talked about it. Like, Justin Fields, other young quarterbacks, like, they're not giving them the freedom to do that. Because, mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Yeah. But I, I think it's something you might want to look into. Because, again, it's that between the false start po- possibility and the ability to get information pre-snap, those are benefits you could use to your advantage. For sure. And now, now you get Patrick Mahomes. Now we go. Yeah. Well, this is coming back home, but now we do prepare for Kansas City. And yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, the the good thing about it, you want to try to spin it into a positive is that both teams are coming off of a loss, which I mean, of course, they're going to be both very, very hungry. But the Chiefs haven't been looking like the Chiefs. So we don't know how they're going to perform. I'm not saying the Eagles are about to blow them out, but you know, maybe the Eagles can try to take advantage of this and not get blown out. And it could be a close game. Because Last half all opposed, yeah. right? We're, yes. we're going to be optimists now, Rachel. This is a yeah. Chiefs team. The defense hasn't been playing that well. Not at all. I mean, teams could run the football, and then we saw Baltimore was able to do that yep. two weeks ago. I mean, they came back from an 11-point deficit Baltimore did in that game twice on two different mm-hmm. occasions. And it was largely running the football with Lamar. And yeah. look, Lamar is Lamar Jackson. He's incredible. Yep. But <laughs> you could run the football on this team mm-hmm. high you know, looking back at the drum we were banning in the first half of the show, <laughs> you can run the football on this team. Mm-hmm. They've got Chris Jones, who's a fantastic player. Mm-hmm. They've been using him on the edge a lot. You can run the football on this team. Yes. Um, Patrick Mahomes is, is, is a fantastic, talented quarterback. Mm-hmm. There's no denying that. Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, who should be a head coach right now. People, what are we doing? They can dial some stuff up. They'll do some yeah. crazy formations. Travis Kelsey is single receiver on a four by one. Like they, they do nutty stuff. They've got to, they just signed Josh Gordon. And yep. we hope that Josh Gordon is able to overcome the demons he's faced in his life because he's a yeah. tremendous talent. There's mm-hmm. a lot to deal with, but they will still make mistakes. Patrick Mahomes makes mistakes. He had a couple of mistakes in the Chargers game, which allowed some, lots of turnovers. They fumble the ball a lot. Clyde Edwards are layers. Yep. There are opportunities to make some turnovers happen against this team. 
This Eagles defensive front can make some plays. Mm-hmm. That's the glass half full approach. Yes. Rachel, what's the glass half empty approach? I'm gonna, it's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah. It's Patrick Mahomes. And I don't know how the Eagles are going to come back after this. Yeah. Yeah. That's they a could fear. Get into a little rut. They could kind of, you know. Yeah. And and this is how we'll sort of see Seriati's coaching chops. Yeah. And if he's learned the lesson from last week, right? Like, yeah. is it a burn the tape or just we're just moving on? Or Jalen Hurts said some, some, a different analogy for how you're going to approach that game, which, which yeah. I'm not going to go into right now. Um, yeah. But yeah, do you just sort of flush that one away? Let's just put it. Down I guess there. that's all you can do. Yeah. Your players talk about that all the time. And honestly, like this game would be behind me. Like yeah. you have to move forward, yeah. especially yeah. when you have teams like the Chiefs, the Panthers, who else, the Raiders that you're preparing for. Yeah. You can't I mean, what is it? You got the Chiefs, the three and O Panthers, the Buccaneers, the three and O Raiders. Really? Like, like, <laughs> that's that's a tough stretch, and, yeah. and so look, you're gonna need to like turn this thing around quickly um, mm-hmm. if you want to stay in the division hunt, or if you've sort of already given up on that as an Eagles fan, which judging by my Twitter timeline, some already have, yeah. you still want to see growth and improvement from this team. Yes, right? definitely. Like, like you don't want to just tank the season at this point. You want to see people getting better. You want to get a good evaluation on Hertz and everybody else. And so you want to see growth and development improvement. And you want to see that from Sirianni. So the yeah. best way to see that is a better performance this Sunday against Kansas City. Don't even need to win, mm-hmm. but don't look like you did last night. Yeah. And I want to see more. Jessica tucked on this a great deal the veteran defensive presence. And I talked about last week, how I wanted to see something, something, anything from Darius Slay specifically. Yeah. And he didn't really, he had the really nice um, stop on Ezekiel Elliott. It was like short of of the goal line. And, but other that, I know he had a pass interference play call. He just, I, I, I wanted him to be more explosive. I wanted him to be more dominant, especially as a veteran player. You would think like, okay, this is easy for you, but right. you've also been really, really quiet. Yeah, and it, they talked about that a little bit on the main broadcast. He's one of the top highest paid corners in the game. Yeah. Like you, you need guys like that to step up. Look, again, the defensive front has been fantastic. Yeah, They've stepped up. Fletcher yeah. Cox was fantastic Avon last Hargrave. night. Yeah. Hargraves was fantastic. Like, like those guys, you're going to have to, like, get on their backs right now on the defensive side of the ball because if you can get pressure on Mahomes mm-hmm. or at least create the perception of pressure, he's somebody that's known to drift in the pocket to, you know, offensive linemen on offensive linemen Twitter sometimes get on Mahomes because – He's not where his linemen expect him to be in the pocket. You'll see him. They're expecting him to be eight yards deep, and he'll drift to 10, 15, 20, whatever, mm-hmm. because he could still make a ridiculous throw from that arm angle in that place on the field. But there are times where he almost invites pressure or creates pressure on himself because he gets outside the construction of the pocket. So there will be opportunities to force some bad decisions for him. So this will start with the guys up front. But, yeah, that Jessica's right, the veteran sort of presence and leadership. You need that now. Yeah. So this game is going to be interesting, to say the least. And, I mean, I think the Cowboys definitely kind of that set the tone. We're going to see how the Eagles respond. But that was a bad loss. It was ugly. Yep. We didn't want to see that, especially against the Cowboys. That just it's, hurt it's, even more. 
the Cowboys on one of those island games where it's a national audience and everybody's watching and you become the butt of all jokes on the yeah. timeline. Like that's, that's nothing you want to see. I'm going to have to go yeah. through that next Sunday night though, with, with yes. Tom Brady coming home to new England. Oh yeah. my God. The yeah. stories, the stories. The stories. <laughs> it's going to be a long week on the bird app ratio. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But I also have one more thing before we end off. I did receive my sticker. I received all of my stickers. So yesterday they came out. So thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. I'm glad you got them. And I'm going to DM you um, a photo of my house because I put the Halloween lights up. Yes. I'm going to show you a picture of the Halloween. I still have more to put up, but I'm going to show you. Yes, we are still. And again, if I could get the candle, the lighter, I I would have the. (laughs) Yankee candle going, but it's I've got this one. I've got an apple cinnamon one. Uh, I'll try to get those going for uh for next week. Yes, next. We love fall. Yes, we do. Next next show is actually in October. It uh, is October. literally. I love October because of the free form, like thirty one days, yeah. like Hocus Pocus and all of yeah. those movies that come on. I do enjoy that. So yeah, yeah. But <laughs> next week we will have more action to talk about. The Eagles are going to be playing the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, of course, on Sunday, October 3rd at 1 p.m. Make sure as immediately after the game, you guys tune in for the uh, BGN Instant Reaction Show. Also, you guys know on Tuesdays that we're going to record the QB Factory Reboot, and this is always going to come out on Wednesdays. But thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to rate, leave a review, subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on social media, both me and Mark. And Mark, do you have any last words? Other than run the football, go Eagles! (laughs) More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder. But you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.